Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Am I right in thinking that we have a pair of tickets to give away sometime before we get out of here today? Mm. For a very special show. I think you are right. It's a show that's coming up in June. You got it. I just forget the artist. You do? I do. This is something you would probably like. Peter, Paul, and Mary. Not quite. (laughs) Tony Bennett. Colin Jost. Oh, that's right. At the State Theater. Yes. Oh, Colin Jost. Yes. Presented by Live Nation. I think he'll I think he'd be great. I don't think so. I think he would be great. Um, He was on... Twin Cities Live years ago and was nice, right? Shortly before he started, just before he started dating Scarlett Johansson. So nice. Could not have been any more just down to earth, cool, calm, and collected. I think I stroked his hair. Wow. He does have good hair. It's great hair. Does have good hair. He's got good energy. I like him. Okay. I think it'll be real funny. Yeah, I bet he will be. So, um, you got to keep listening if you want to win tickets. We're not going to tell you when we're doing it. How about that? He smiles a lot. Yeah. And I like I like a comedian who lets the smile out, who break the character touch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just like, I get Like, this is weird, right? I like that. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right. Maybe we'll get tickets. Can we call? Can we call, be caller seven? Oh, that'd be funny if he tried calling. <laughs> Hello. 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 I'm Bleve Blatterson. <laughs> That's pretty accurate, actually. Give me a beat! It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Bladderson. That's good. Because of my bladder. Yes, exactly Overactive bladder. Yes. I love it. Thank you for piecing that together. You're welcome. Good to have you back. Hey, good to be back, guys. Hey, Mike, uh, Donna's back. I noticed. Sorry, I sound like garbage, but um, this is way better than yesterday. No, you sound interesting. Oh, thanks. You know who I sound like? What's her face? Um, Poker face chick. Lady Gaga. Not quite. um, Oh. You know. Uh, Poker face. Uh, She also did the other. uh, Natasha Uh, Leone. Natasha Leone, thank you. Yes. Well... I'll try to get like a line from her latest episode or one of the last episodes and be like, just one more question. That's I, pretty good. That is really good, actually. Really good. Well, is that really? I haven't seen yeah. it. Wow. Do it again, Donna. Ah, uh, ma'am, just one more question. It's 
And then what if the person she was talking to was Anna Delvey? I don't think I could do Anna. Unless I put my glasses on. Oh, here we go. You look paw. No, I can't. No. You had a sweet spot. There was about a week stretch where Donna's Anna Delvey from Inventing Anna was so good. And then I lost it. Just like that. Just one more question. All right, hold on. Hold on. Okay, yeah, I got to see. Is this close? I know what you did, you psycho. That's pretty solid. I I know what you did, you psycho. Donna. Pretty good. You got the mannerisms down, too. I like that. That was really, really good. I watched a lot of Columbo when I was a kid. (laughs) Had you not stopped smoking heaters either, you know? Oh, yeah. Had you just stuck with that? That could be you right now. Although, radio's a. It's a. It's a medium where you can get away with some good rasp. You know, it seems like more interesting. You hear somebody with a raspy voice and you think, what have they seen? Right. You know, have they been yes. an accomplice to They've a been crime to hell and back. Point? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no matter what era they were born in, they certainly served in a war. That's funny. Uh, I, I always wanted a raspy voice. If you could find one more question, just one more thing. Uh, just one more thing. Is that her thing? Does she go back like, uh, before I go? Yeah. She's kind of mimicking Columbo. If you never saw Columbo, you guys would love Columbo. I've never seen Columbo. Columbo is great. He comes across as kind of like a bumbling idiot, but he's really smart. Street smart. Downplays it. Yeah. Figures things out. Street smart is the best smart. You got it, buddy. You're my best friend. So you've been saying that a lot today, and I do think that's kind of a rebound symptom of coming off of the sickness. You spent the weekend in hell, and now I'm kind of like the first flesh and blood person you've interacted with. Kind of true. So I just want to say it out loud and ask you to go in a different direction. All right. I have some Garth Brooks news. Garth Brooks says if AI ever writes a really great song, he's going to have to embrace it. He says... If it's a song that kills me and makes me cry, isn't that what songwriting is all about? If it gets to that level, I have to be thankful to get to be a fan of one of those songs, you know, and how it touches people. So somebody asked, um, oh, shoot, where did it go? Oh, no, I lost a linky dinky. Donna, stick up lovely. I'll find it. So somebody asked, write a song. That would make Garth Brooks cry. Yeah. And because you have a voice and I really don't, I think you should read it. Okay. All right. Stand by. Do you see it? Yep. Hang on one second. Here we go. Uh, All right. Here are the lyrics that artificial intelligence spit out. I'll read with a little bit of a draw. There's a place in my heart that's always empty. A space where love once used to be. And every time I hear that old song on the radio, I can't help but feel the pain and the memory. The chorus. We're already in the chorus. Because love don't always last forever. Sometimes it fades away like a setting sun. And even though I try to hold on to it, I know deep down the love is gone. This is good. I don't know. This is really good. You think it's good? I do. All right. Yeah. I remember when we used to dance in the moonlight and the world felt so alive and so bright. But now all I have is this empty room. And the memories that haunt me every night. Whoa. All right. Now we've taken a turn. Then we go to the chorus again. Hit me with the bridge. Maybe someday I'll find love that's true. But until then, I'll keep holding on to you. Even though you're gone and I'm all alone, I'll keep singing this sad, sad song. We got to get Keith Urban on this. That's a touch on the nose. 
I'll keep singing this sad, sad song. You're sad, right? Did you hear it? Outro. So if you see me crying, <laughs> don't you worry. It's just the memories that haunt me so. And even though the love is gone forever, I'll keep on singing this sad, sad song. I think how it gets you to tears is because of how long it is. Because I, <laughs> I skipped a few choruses. Oh, no. Come I, on. You used to dance in the moonlight. That was the gone? only good line in that whole thing. The other one, oh, I'll keep good. on singing this sad, sad song. I think that's too. You're telling the audience how to feel. Here comes a sad, sad song. Well, a sad, sad song can also be a metaphor for feelings. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Why are you suddenly defending this? I don't know. This trashy robot version of an emotional I, song. I know. I'm the you, cynic on the show. You turn your nose up at a deeply emotional, though ham-fisted song like "Butterfly Kisses." You listen to the lyrics in that. That's a bleeping story, Donna. There is a plot twist at the end of that song by Bob Carlyle. He gave her butterfly kisses all these times growing up and all that. And then at the end, the daughter. Because he's dying. Every country song ends No, he's like not that. dying. All right, he's old. No, they're at the wedding. All right, same thing. And she leans over and gives him <laughs> butterfly kisses. I mean, oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, man. Oh! You've only got a few years left, buddy. That's not true, Donna. How old's your daughter, 12? First of all, I have two daughters. The I oldest. A, I'm th- just thinking about 12. the oldest. Okay. She's 12. I give you six years. What do you mean you give me six years? What's that supposed to mean? Are you threatening me? She'll be engaged. Oh, man. You know, I'm reading a good book right now. I'm not fully through it, so I won't fully recommend it yet. But um, for any parents of... You know what? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you right now. Um, For any parents of young girls, teens, tweens, that sort of age, even in elementary... It's who who have uh, whose children have ever dealt with worry or anxious feelings, things like that. It's called Raising Worry-Free Girls. It's by Sissy Goff is the name of the author, um, counselor, you know, and all this. And what I appreciate is she takes an even-handed approach to it and really helps to, like, walk you through. It feels very practical. I felt myself head nodding. And, oh, that makes really good sense. That's smart. Yep, there's wisdom in that. And I'm like, 75 pages, so I think it's like 250 pages. The name of the book, again, is Raising Worry-Free Girls by okay. Sissy Goff. That's my 75 pages in review. Okay, and I have a book um, recommendation that I have not read, nor will I. I like it. What do we have here? <laughs> uh, Miranda Lambert is going to be going on a book tour because she's got a new book out, and it's called Y'all Eat Yet. I like it. <laughs> I don't know when it comes out, but look for it at a bookstore or Amazon near you. Bye. So we probably need to work on how we're getting out of these segments, but I think everything else, the content was good. I think the abrupt bye feels a, a touch much. When we come back, we've got some more fun for you. Um, hey, guess what? There will be a familiar voice on that new Tron ride at Disney World if you're planning a trip. Yes. Who you should be listening for. And there was a part of Disneyland, I didn't even know this, there was a part of Disneyland that was closed for a year and it's finally reopened, and I think families in particular will be happy about this. I'll tell you what it is. When we return, it's Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning. We're back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 107.1, everything entertainment. Mike, the big Z, Zamboni, also in the house. I have a quick question. Okay. How did uh, Elizabeth do on my behalf for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge yesterday? Zamboni? Not well. Oh, man. We've got a theme week, though. 
It's going to be colors yes. all week long. Colors. Because okay. yesterday was the first day of spring. Today's International Color Day. So each it. day is going to have a different color theme. Okay. Yesterday was blue, and uh, it wasn't good. Yeah, we had like the, the movie Blue Crush. Uh, that was one of the answers. Mm. Oh, uh, that's hard. What were the other ones, Mike? Uh, yeah, that was the hardest one, or supposed to be the hardest one. Um, blue Dabadida, who sang that, the original oh, yes. one. Remember I'm the, blue. I'm blue. Da-ba-dee. Da-ba-dee. No. Yeah. no okay. clue I, what that is. Eiffel 65. You'd hear the song. You'd know it from 98. It was a huge hit. You were um, <laughs> Donna, she don't, says no, no, don't give me that no face. You would absolutely know it. No, I wouldn't. Mike, okay, pull it off just to prove on. her wrong. And I honestly don't Oh, know. the doctor said she would come back like this. <laughs> you will absolutely know this song. Donna, if you lie, you... I don't even know what he's saying. That's no big deal. It's provocative. It gets the people going. What's he sampling? He's nope. not. No, and then no, who, that's somebody sample? just sampled it. That's the original. David Guetta and Beba Rexa, oh, the I'm Good, is the one that's sampling it right it. now. Yes. Okay. No, that's not familiar. I was okay. deep into country music at that point. Okay, I stand corrected. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I blew up. No, Donna, that's your truth. Blew up. Huh? Oh, blue. Oh, nice. blue. See what I did there? Uh, me have question for the class. What is the current score, Zamboni? Ooh, current Just so that we know what we're getting yeah, into. We don't need to I need to. Thirty-three to twenty-one. But why aren't we counting all of Donna's wins for the year? Oh boy. Or are the oh oh okay, okay. you're no, so no, no, funny? No, twenty-one. That's good. You know, I would do my voice, but this is the voice. Hi, I'm Steve. I'm Steve. I know. Yesterday when she called me, that's who I was thinking of. The oh, I'm oh. Steve. But instead, it was Houston. I think we have a problem. We're happy to have you back, though. You sound I could tell. Thanks. You sound good, and it's fun. <laughs> uh, hey, th- did you know you ever been to Disneyland or only Disney World? World only. Thank so you. I've been to both. Disney World, for my money, is far superior. It's more escapist. Disneyland is smack dab in the middle of Anaheim. I used to live like a mile or two from it. It's just oh, right there. It's okay. just like look over there, and there's a there's too much neon around it. That was actually the reason why Walt Disney decided that he wanted to find new land for the expansion of Disney was he thought all of these businesses saw that we built Disneyland and now they're all trying to crowd in around it. Same can be said for Disney World, except there is a bubble. You enter the Walt Disney World Resort and the aesthetic all changes and you don't just see, you know, pump and munch gas stations and stuff like that. It's just a little bit more of a bubble. However, they do have this cute little area called Toontown. And it was under construction for about a year, and they did some remodeling. They also added a new attraction, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which that ride is also available at Hollywood Studios in Orlando. It's a very fun ride. Oh, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I really like that ride. Um, what, can you say which one again? Mickey's? It's called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. So it's kind of like Goofy is running this train, and then you get in these little carts, and then you go, and it is a trackless ride, which Disney is doing more and more of. So instead of you being on a standard, like, think a roller coaster track or something like that, 
Instead, it's a flat floor, but there's, I don't know if it's magnets or what that allows different carts to go different ways. So each cart experiences the ride in a slightly different way. And it's just floor to ceiling sets and animation overlays on top of it. It's it's very fun. Oh, fun. But anyway, that's now the centerpiece of Toontown. But they reopened it. But I just thought, wow, that part of the park was closed for a year. And that's a really popular spot for little ones. Because when I was there mm, 10 years ago, there were, you know, you could go inside of Mickey's house. And you could see it, and it's like, oh, there's his kitchen, there's the bed, there's the yeah, dining table. Yep. And it was just very yep. cute and feels kind of cozy. And so it's now, it's open again, and they did a lot of refurbishment to it and uh, amplified some things. I think they added a lot of trees as well so that it feels, you've got some shady spots. So if kids just want to go decompress, have a little picnic or whatever under the tree, you can. But also there's plenty of runaround space for the kids while the parents could sort of lay back and do you just know okay the kids are just going in and out of little playhouses essentially yeah so anyway that's okay okay cool um jeff bridges voices the tron ride there's a little video i guess a little video there's a video before the ride and here's what it sounds like the grid the digital frontier and now tron light cycle run at walt disney world invites all of us to once again Step inside the grid. Don't worry. It's just like riding a light cycle. So, I guess that leaves us with just one question. Who's ready to race? Cute. That's cool. I like that Disney cares about those little things so that when you're waiting in line. Totally. Or in the queue, as they call it. That it's, you know, there's all sorts of theming. Half the, half the enjoyment sometimes of the ride is you're like looking around at different things as you're meandering through the serpentine like line. Rock and roll, uh, rock and roller coaster is a really good example. Yeah, it is. Tower of Terror is a really good example. Yeah. Really I've never fun. been on Tower of Terror. Oh, you got to do it. I wanted to. My kids wouldn't do it last time. They kind of uh, chickened out a little bit. I, I would imagine. But the good part is it's in the dark, so you can't see how high you are. And how far you're being dropped. But then don't you get to look out at times? Like you'll stop and then like you're seeing out over the park and then boom, I believe it drops so, yeah. I keep my eyes closed, but yes. It's terrifying. But it feels like a thrill. Anytime you can get your stomach to drop like that, that's a pretty exhilarating feeling. We used to have this ride at Kennywood, the amusement park that I grew up near in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The oldest traditional amusement park in the country. I thank you. And thank it was you, called Steve. Pitfall. And what they would do is imagine just, you know, just that tube going 250 feet into the sky. And then there were four seats on each side, right? We've seen a version of this ride in a lot of different places. And then, But the difference is, I mean, they take you up 250 feet. You're buckled in and you're just waiting. And so it finally takes you up and it's a slow lift up, okay? And as you go up, the view gets better and better and better as you see this beautiful aerial view of the park. And then you hear it click, and you know that that has stopped. You've gone up as high as you can, and then you never know when they're going to drop it. And when they finally do, you hardly even have a moment to get noise out because your breath is truly taken away. Exhilarating. Wow. They got rid of it. You should do their tourism commercials. 651-641-1071. That's the number that you can call to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. If you win, you can clap. Hey, it's Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment.
All right, let's just do it. Time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, Mighty Mike. I want to see how smart you are. Uh, we do have a new one. I'll get it copied over to your page. I uh, introduced it yesterday. And, uh, yeah. Great. Sorry. It was exciting. No, no, no. We can just That's... replace it with the old one. Yes, we'll do. Love yeah. it. All right. Uh, today, again, I mentioned it uh, just before. Uh, we're doing international. It is International Color Day today. But uh, with the spring, you know, starting yesterday, yes. I kind of had that color, yes, you know, flowers fine. in mind. We're Thy thinking name that. is color. Exactly. Color will be the theme all week long. Yesterday, it was blue. Elizabeth Reese, um... She played. She was here. Yep. She, she was, was right. She was in the studio. Right. She yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. We saw her. Yep. She, she said here. stuff. Yep. Yep. Um, but uh, Steve took the 33 to 21 lead after the results of that blue category. Yes. Today, we're seeing red. Yes. Seeing red. And we've got, speaking of colors, this is appropriate. Guess who's playing along? Daniel the painter. Oh, oh. my God. That's awesome. Hi, Daniel. Hey, how are you? Good. We're doing really well. You sound better, Donna. Thank you. Trying. Hey, you sound better too, Daniel. Uh, but like sometimes your connection's a little bit off, and we just blame it on maybe your Australian phone working in Canada. But listen <laughs> to this. You, uh, uh, Becca, sent me a message the other night, and Donna does not know about this. Let's just quickly yeah, tell I was Donna. Yeah, going to say that. Yeah, tell tell Donna the quick synopsis of this Simpsons episode and how it really it, it had sort of a crossover with Donna and Steve. Yeah, so we're watching the other night, and Beck's like, I wasn't really paying attention. Beck's like, have you seen this? I'm like, what? She goes, this is the Project Down and Dirty short film Don and Steve did, and The Simpsons pretty much copied you guys. What? And it was this, uh, this Marge had, like, there was this, like, local bowling alley, and then a, yeah. a hipster guy comes in, wants to turn it into a coffee shop, and then Played he... Played by Fred Armisen. Played by Fred Arbison, okay, from Portlandia yeah. and SNL. What? And then uh, he challenges her to a bowl-off to see who owns the alley. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Isn't that incredible? No, and, the, and towards the end he said, I'm going to uh, open up one lane and it's going to be a three-month waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> that's great. Wow, oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome. All righty. Uh, Daniel, as we said, the topic is the color red in pop culture. Would you like to team up with Donna or Steve? I'm going to go with Donna. I'm going to help her out here. Thank okay. You. All right. I'll be over here. Let Yay. me know when you guys need me. All right. Bye. We're going to put uh, Daniel on hold as well as we will get things started again. It's uh, International Color Day today, but we're doing colors all week long. Red is the theme today. Donna, are you ready? I guess. Let's get it started with this one. Neil Diamond originally wrote, performed, and recorded this as a pop song in 1967 to limited success. It hit number one in 83 when it was redone as a reggae tune by the group UB40. Red, red. This 1990 movie tells the story of an undetected Soviet submarine that violates orders and heads to the U.S. The CIA and military must determine if the captain is trying to defect or start a war. Oh, shoot. I think Sean Connery said, is it Red? 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 No, the, Red Dawn. Red Dawn. The Reigns of Castamir was the official title of the penultimate episode of Season 3 of Game of Thrones, but given the events that take place, most people refer to it by this crimson name. Crimson name. Ooh, crimson tie. All right, you've got what? Daniel to help you out, so we're all right that here. Let's terrible. run through this. You felt very confident by that first one, uh, Daniel. Did you feel the same level of confidence on that first one? 
Which was that again? Uh, Neil Diamond song, reggae tune by UB40. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, the, second, the second one I'll read to you. The 1990 movie uh, tells the story of an undetected Soviet submarine that violates orders and heads of the U.S. and the CIA must determine if the captain is trying to defect or start a war. Shoot. She was a little... The Hunt for Red October. Yes, All right, that's going to be your answer. And then on the final one, I think late, Donna, did you come up with something? I said Crimson Tide, but that's wrong. Do you have, uh, I'll reread the, the question again, Mike. Yeah, the question is, The Reigns of Castamere was the official name of the penultimate episode of season three of Game of Thrones. But given the events that take place, most people refer it refer to it by this Crimson title. Never seen a single oh. minute of Game of Thrones. All right. Well, so yeah, that's okay. Awesome. Steve hasn't either, so we're good. All right. All right. Let's come bring on. him back. We'll bring Steve back. So come on back, Daniel. You're going on hold. Thank you, Daniel. Hunt for Red October. Oh. Hey, hey, hey! How's it going? Good. Oh, no. Well done. We'll see how that plays. <laughs> Wasn't your best strategy, but. I'll put that in my back pocket. Let's get this started again. The I feel categ- like we already did. <laughs> the category today is red. Guys, she was sick. Give her some grace. You usually take about fifteen minutes to put your damn earphones back. <laughs> Don't on. start cursing at me just because I got it done quicker. I thought that took me a while. I, I thought you guys were going to harass me. No, usually you're like, oh, hold on, let me put the left one in. Now I've got to get the wire and put the right. This one This feels in. like victim language. All right, okay. Steve, you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I feel very ready. <laughs> Let's get it started with All this right. one. Again, the theme today is red. We'll start with it uh, with this one. Uh, Neil Diamond originally wrote, performed, and recorded this as a pop song mm. in 1967 to limited success. It did hit number one in 83 when it was redone as a reggae tune by the group UB40. Red, red wine. This 1990 movie tells the story of an undetectable Soviet submarine. The hunt that- for red October. The Reigns of Castamere was the official name of the penultimate episode of Season 3 of Game of Thrones, but given the events that took place, most people refer to it by this crimson name. Red Knight. Would you like any of them? Say it again. Uh, yeah, The Reigns of Castamere was the official name of the penultimate episode of this Season 3 Game of... Er, penultimate episode of Season 3 of I Game of no Thrones. Idea. Red the events Knight, that take with. place. I okay, no you're with Red Knight. All right. I have a feeling you would have gotten the second one regardless of the mic situation. I think so. But yeah. it feels extra good that Don uh, okay. said okay. it. Well, we'll run through these here real quick. Uh, Neil Diamond. Can't wait for your email nerds to tell me why I'm the bad guy there. <laughs> Neil Diamond uh, originally wrote, performed. Yes, that song was indeed Red, Red Wine. Nicely Until you done. said UB40, I was thinking, I have no clue, okay. and I'm going to say Red Balloon. If you ever want to listen to a terrible song, listen to the Neil Diamond version of Red, Red Wine. It is awful. <laughs> Well, alrighty then. Uh, 1990 uh, movie that tells the story of the undetectable uh, Soviet submarine. Yes, that indeed was The Hunt for Red October. And finally, The Reigns of Casimir was the official name of the penultimate episode of Season 3 of Game of Thrones. But given the events that took place, most people refer to it by this crimson name. It was by many thought to be the greatest episode of Game of Thrones of all oh, time. the Red Wedding. It was the Red Wedding. Yes. There you go. Damn. You got to it a little late. But that means we're going to a tiebreaker. <sighs> that also means Daniel the Painter is going to play along. Daniel, are you there? I'm 
I'm ready. This is not going to be. Ha See that? I'm red. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yes. Right. This is not going to be an audio one. This is going to be another question. So at any point during this question, use your name as your buzzer. I will stop reading, okay. and you'll have an opportunity to answer. And this is tricky because when it's a question like this, yep. if you stop too early, maybe you're looking for the artist, but we give you the song or exactly. something like that. Okay. So take your time, Dan. You're playing as long as well. So just yell at your name if you know the answer. Okay. Yep, let's do this, Donna. All right, we got this. (laughs) In addition to being a great rocker, the Red Hot Chili Peppers bassist Flea has a long movie resume as well, including the role of Needles in the second two parts of this rock. Daniel. Daniel. Back to the Future. That is correct. Wow, I would have never. (laughs) Nicely done. Thank you, Daniel. Nice job, Daniel. Yay. We'll be watching you on TV with our illegal TV today, Steve. Oh, wonderful. Oh, that's right. Yes, you know how to stream illegally. That's great. And I believe you can now watch Twin Cities Live. They used to not do this, but uh, you can now watch it at kstp.com, um, the live right. stream right there. So, well, wonderful. Daniel, thank you. Tell Bex we said you. hello. And I should mention, well, Daniel, it's a pair of movie passes for the advanced screening to 1001 at Showplace Icon Theaters coming up on March 27th. Oh, great. So. Give them away. All right. <laughs> give them away now. Give it away. Oh, give it away. Hey, nice and done. All tied together. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thanks, Daniel. Bye, Daniel. Thank Hi, you Daniel. for the win. Oh, man. Hey. Got that W. You won. Don't beat yourself up. You just won. Okay. Sure, you said out loud the hunt for Red October when I had my headphones on, but that's okay. That's an honest mistake, and it didn't cost you the game. Things are looking up for Devo, if you ask me. Time What's the score? For a Everybody on the show getting tipsy. 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 All right, I'll be quick, then I have a question. Best day of the week to take off is Wednesday. There you go. That's your tip. Um, Mike, can you read the question again for Which, the Game of Thrones one? Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, a word that I don't know what it is. The Reigns of Castamere? No, nope, keep oh, going. Reigns of Castamere was the official name of the penultimate episode. Second penultimate. to last. Second, Second to last. last. Penultimate. Oh, and fancy. In in Game of Thrones, those are normally the most, the biggest moments that happened in the show Game of Thrones. Usually it was always in that second to last episode. The big moment would happen, the big climax, and then you'd have an episode. I just didn't know up. what the word meant. Oh, okay. Penultimate. What? Penultimate. It's just like ultimate penultimate. with pen in front of hey, it. Hey, Donna, you'll be happy to know that uh, you've struggled with words before. I've struggled with words before. I had one that happened in your absence. Sort of like a triceratops thing. This one actually felt more disheartening to me, though, because it's a five-letter word. Um, and I would like you to write it down, okay. and then I would like you to say it. And I just want to say, I've said the correct version of this word. Many times. So many, many times. I've said this word so many times. You got tongue-tied. No, I looked at it. It wasn't tongue-tied. Okay. I looked at the word like you looked at Triceratops, and for some reason, my suggested pronunciation, I knew as it came out and was immediately corrected as I knew I would be by Elizabeth Reese, A-L-G-A-E. Say that word. Algae. That's correct. You did great. I, it came out algae. It's all right. Is it though? Because I'm like 39. I have a mortgage retirement account. But you say a lot of words every day, you know? So I'm still saying the majority correctly. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, ma'am? Sure. One more thing. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Okay. You said that you dropped something out the window. How is that possible if the window opens from the top? I'm just curious. So if you're just tuning in and you're wondering if Donna's having another episode, uh, she's actually workshopping her impression of Natasha Leone in Poker Face. I think we have a little bit of it right. there. And it's pretty darn good. Here, listen to this. On my fender. Oh, I got to keep moving. Yeah. You know what you need to good. work in? The accent? A little more of your roots. Yeah, a little... But now get make some like, hey, the fender. What are you doing with this fender? So I got wolves on my fender. I got to keep moving. I got wolves on my fender. I got to keep it moving. There it is. Channel your any inner... I got inner... wolves on my fender. Oh, I got to keep moving. Fender. That's... She yeah. does hit the R at the end, but she hits a duh, like a... That's a Jersey fender. thing. It's hard fender. R. Get uh, Bobby Jensen on the line. I mean, for any of you who watch him on Care 11 with his uh, weekly uh, plant segments, get, what's, nice it, what, what's it called? I forget. Growing with Care. Growing with Care. Um, if you, I told my neighbors, oh, yeah, blah, 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 Bobby Jensen. And I was like, you know, that thick Jersey accent. And they were like, what? And I was like, yeah, does he hide it on TV? Because you meet him in person. He did Project Down and Dirty with us. He's like, hey, listen, Dark D, your warts are all gone, or I forget about it. <laughs> and we're like, is this no, his Bobby No, he doesn't doing hide it. They have, they have bad a problem. Ears. Yep. Okay. Yep. Wow, Donna's suddenly uh, diagnosing people with tinnitus now. Fauci's Steve, back, everyone. What? I have another show to recommend you when we come back. I really, really, really think you'll like it. Your what? voice is getting worse as it the is. show goes on. It I is. Just I'm going to go get some loud. tea. Bye. Okay, we'll be back. All right, all you sexy babies. Welcome back. Somebody Donna give me Taylor Steve. Swift tickets. Sorry. What? Just can somebody give me Taylor Swift tickets? Do you really want to go see her? I think I kind of am intrigued by the level of performance that happens at this concert. She's throwing out bangers like this. And I bet you I might be full Swifty by the end of this thing. It's I'd like two tickets. I'd like to take my daughter, band. maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I believe what I'm saying. Does she like Taylor Swift? I don't really know. Not really. I mean, it's, it's pretty like to go to a concert and not know any songs. But if I said she knows who Taylor Swift is, she knows some of her songs. And if I was like, hey, we're going to go to a Taylor Swift concert, she would then start listening. Hmm. I don't know. Oh. Thanks for the email, David. <laughs> David, tuning in late. What's up with Donna's voice today? Sounds like she's been not smoking, but eating cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I might reconsider coming in tomorrow. <laughs> That's very funny. That's very funny. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah, for thinking I sound sexy. Yeah, the rasp can work. It can work. There were, in fact, days that I would, let's say, yell the night before at a Steelers sports bar or something like that. If I came in the next day to school and my voice was hoarse, it was incredible. It was probably only second in line to if the doctor said you should walk around using a crutch for a day. Nothing could get you more attention. A crutch. Okay, Jimmy. Hey, Donna. <laughs> my story involves getting a planter's wart removed.
being sent home in some sort of a foam-like slipper. And then I was only supposed to wear it that night, but I opted to wear it the next day into school, and we had a crutch. And so I, I used the crutches and the planter's wart recovery slipper outpatient and uh, wore it into school the next day just to get attention. I also failed my eye test when I was eight just so I could get glasses, and I am convinced wow. that that ruined my vision. Because when you look long-term through a prescription that is not yours, it harms your eyes. Okay, great. Anyway, <clears throat> my voice is like this because it is. Eight cigarettes. That's one of my favorite emails we've had in a while. Not smoked, but eight. Thank you. <laughs> Um, I'm recovering from a little gunk, if you will. Thank you. Um, I have one episode left of this show on Apple TV Plus because I love it. Mike, have you watched Shrinking? I have not got to Shrinking yet. Guys, this is from the executive producer of Scrubs and Ted Lasso. It is delightful. It is 30 minutes an episode. It is heartwarming. It is funny. It is about perseverance. It's about loss. It's about friendship. It's great. I love it. This is the one with Harrison Ford yep. and Jason Siegel. Yeah. And uh, Christy Miller. Christine Miller. Uh, you'd know her if you saw her, and it's it's one. Of, this is what this did for me. By the third episode, I was kind of feeling like I did when I watched Sheets Creek. Okay, like I was like, "What is this stupid show?" By the third episode, I was all in. I'm like, "I love this show. I love these characters. I think you will like it." Well, I watched episode one, and I enjoyed it. It was good. They do a nice job of quickly coloring characters. They do. You know, you get by the time you leave episode one, you've got a pretty firm grasp. And even in that first episode, there there's a reveal, you know, where not everything as you would assume it is. And if you think you've got characters figured out in the first right. five minutes, right. 15 minutes later, you've got a different thought. Yeah. It's about fatherhood. What? Yeah. I'm about raising a daughter. I have a daughter. I know. And another one. Right. It, there is a little questionable material that you might not... There's some language that maybe you wouldn't be down with. But I think... I still think they do a really good job. Okay. Okay. Are you going to watch it? Um, what a what a time of year. There is. There are so many things. We have March Madness going on right now. So many things. I yeah, don't know. You don't have maybe, to. maybe. I think it's better than Ted Lasso in that feel good department. Really? I feel like it's more relatable because it has to do with work, relationships with people you work with. No, that's in Ted Lasso too. If we're in a if we're in a debate class, I yeah, would counter yeah. with that. I just think it's more relatable in that. The types of jobs they have seem a little more our type of office As opposed than going to a, to a gym. football team. Right. Sure. Right. And by football, I mean soccer. Highly recommend. Thank huh. you. You know, I'll recommend something. All right. 
that is not television, but we do have some gamers in our listening community. I'm talking to one right now. Gunky girl. You know it. Why that? My, uh, we got this new game for the Nintendo Switch. It's called Mario Party. So what's cool about Nintendo and Nintendo Switch is for children of the 80s and 90s, it harkens back to our childhood, right? We see our favorite characters that we grew up playing. Mario Party is it's essentially a video game version of a board game. And you pick your characters. You want to be Mario. I want to be Luigi. You want to be Yoshi, whatever. You pick your characters. And then uh, there are 10 rounds. And what you're trying to do is collect the most coins like you do in a Mario game or collect the most stars. And what's cool is everybody rolls the dice and you jump up like in Mario. You know, you jump up and hit the dice with your fist like you would hit a block and crack the block open. Um, And then it stops on a number and then you go on this virtual game board. And after each person rolls, rolls the dice, so to speak, then there's a mini game. And the mini game could be anything. They show you. It's, it's a randomizer that happens right in front of you. So it could be home run derby. It could be some sort of an underwater swimming race where you have to avoid boulders. But these little, like, minute-long games that are just so fun. You're collecting points. And frankly, you have a good idea who's probably going to win at the end. But then they hand out some prizes at the very end of the game afterward. And that could tilt the scales if you're in a close game. But it was just so fun. Each of these little mini games that they had, I thought, oh, these are really fun. And I watched reviews on it, and they were saying it's a fun family game. If you have, if mom and dad like to sit down and play with the kids, or if you, you have multiple kids, it's a great multiplayer game because then you can all gather around. And it's kind of basic, right? The home run derby is swing and try to hit a home run. Right. The swimming game is swim and avoid these boulders. They're all pretty basic. They let you practice these mini games before you start them. Oh, and you can take as much little practice time as they're like, here's the game, here's the rule, and now you're practicing for about 10 to 30 seconds. And then, boom, you play the game. It was it was the most fun I've had playing a video game in in quite some time. I thought, this is very fun. Mike, have you played? Do you have a Nintendo Switch? Yes, we do. We actually just invested in it like two weeks ago. Oh my gosh! So, oh, wow. Yes, and this is the very. This was one of the games that got us into that. We played it with some friends, and we're like, we need to get that. So, oh, uh, kids, cool. adults alike, uh, yeah, Mario Party Superstars is that game. Yes. And it is super, super fun. And I guess there are different maps that you can yeah. go to. So then the game board changes. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the mini games these like little battles they change as well but it felt like throwback done in a world where it can feel in a world where it can feel like if you haven't played video games in a long time it's just too complicated and it's all fortnighty now this harkens back to the 80s and 90s straightforward i feel like if you have an eight-year-old in the room or an 80-year-old in the room everybody within about five minutes is gonna be like all right i get it okay so do you want to come over and game sometime i do Today, this afternoon. Well, you know, I, abundance of caution. Just you oh, being sure. your kids okay. and you sounding this. Way. I don't want their first time seeing you in a few years for you to be like, "Hey, it's Aunt Darla." <laughs> you know. Okay, that's fair. Okay. Uh, we got to pick your prize winner coming up. Mm. Somebody's gonna win a hundred bucks and qualify for the ten thousand dollar. Pick your prize. Hey, and Adam Sandler, speaking of prizes, got a big prize and had a word for the critics, which I think was pretty good. We'll talk about that when we return. Donna, Steve, my talk.